<laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, or listener, welcome or to this. Welcome to Throwing the Pow. <laughs> we're here today. I'm Frank. I'm Marcus. I am Tom. I'm Chris. And we're Chris. here talking about the Batman. The Batman. 2022. Batman. Batman. The Batman. Where, the Batman. Where, where is Matt she? Reeves? Oh, I have not made a terrible to be confused. Mistake. Oh, no. You watched the wrong one. A Batman. You watched A Batman. Did you watch the... <laughs> I watched Batman Forever. Chris has spent the week binging the Adam West TV show. <laughs> oh, shit. Where's the shark repellent? <laughs> Don't worry, Batman. You, you watched... Uh, That's great. You watched... Uh, they had... Roller wow. skates come out the bottom of their boots. Yeah. They're on ice. That's Batman oh, Forever. That's Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. That's Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Bats of Glory. Bats of Glory. Bats of Glory. <laughs> John Heater would make a great Robin. So, sorry, producer Chris, you did watch the right film. Let's hope so. As we okay. get into it. We okay, so directed George by, Clooney. Let's say nice. directed by Matt Reeves, Ring a Bell, starring Robert Pattinson. Yep. From Twilight fame. Um, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. It's Jeffrey a loaded Wright. cast. Let's let's just start there. Yeah, it is woof. a huge it's cast. Very good. Latest iteration of John Batman. Of Andy Serkis, Zoe Kravitz, Rob Alicia Pat. Silverstone. Yeah. <laughs> Bat nipples. Arnold featuring Bat nipples. He's good in this. One of his best roles. We are not talking about the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Batman, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a movie that I will just kick off straight away because we have our mystery uh, person, which is Marcus. Which which is a shocker because I'm a. Let, let's just say we, us, I shouldn't be the one. Show us your on this. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I, uh, I liked this movie. I liked this movie quite a lot. Cool. Um, I would give it an eight, which rates it as. And I mentioned this in a previous episode that, like, well, that's my highest rated movie. And Frank <laughs> said, well, we've done like three. But now that we're at number six, that would be my highest this rated movie. This is mind blowing to me because prior to this, I actually don't know who loved and hated this. Okay. Right. So yeah. this genuinely, is, this is number eight. Uh, this is number eight. This is an eight out of eleven for me. I really enjoyed it's high. it. High. It's quite high. It's, it's high, the yeah. highest one, and I don't know if I was expecting. In fact, I wasn't expecting to like it that much. And going in, I think that obviously Batman is IP that has been like suffocated. For listeners, that's intellectual property. Suffocated. Yes, it has been drowned in a shallow pool of just like. No. Like, Do you mean suppressed? No, 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 no. As in suffocated, like, Yeah, I mean that's oh. it. We've, it's been like Milked within an dry. inch of its life. It's just been made it's the sad to. Old cow. We keep coming. You feel back. the same about Bond? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that's but Bond, just for clarity. But Bond, at least I suppose, is an established franchise the last sixty years, whereas Batman. Kind has of, been around for the same amount of time. But not at the same clip where you've got a Bond movie no. every three or four years and you were like, you know, no, when no. Burton's Batman came well, out and Well, I would argue, yeah. I would argue that different formats. You've yes. obviously got, you've got the comics, which are huge. Yes, but there's films. So there's you've got the animated films. There's the TV shows. The animated films are incredible. The way, IP. You've never watched those. Run, run like ramshod, but as movies. It's more accessible than Bond. I think so. Run Ramshod like the Burton Batman's redefined blockbusters. We got to the fourth one with George Clooney and everyone went, let's get out of this. This is terrible. Mm. And then the no- and then the Nolan ones defined comic book movies within the early 2000s. Absolutely. And revitalized that. Absolutely. And then we got sick of them because I don't want to get into debating whether Ben Affleck's any good, but those movies are not very good, in my opinion anyway. Mm. I think those Ben Affleck uh, Snyder movies are pretty disastrous and too grim and too difficult to handle. On the this, surface, yes. This is a grim movie. I think it's less difficult to handle because it's stylistically brilliant and more invested in the filmmaking techniques as a movie that's not just comic books but miserable. 
It's like, hey, yep. what if David Fincher made a uh, Batman movie? No, that's, I mean, that's Fincher. what DC should be. This, yes. is, this is where DC's gone wrong from the get-go, is that it should be dark. It should, And that's where Nolan hit it on the head and he's like, here, here's an angle. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, wow, that really works for DC. Oh, no, no sugar, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no as as, sugar. As soon as you introduce Superman into that world, though, it explodes. It doesn't work. No, yeah, absolutely right. So really because he, yes. to me, I'm not a Superman fan, never was, never will be. To me, he's he's a Marvel hero in the wrong universe. I feel like he should just he's go too away. He's too goofy. He's too, too goofy. Too Way no, too how goofy. Do they, how do they make it work in the comics then? It's worked for 70 it, it years. It does. And look, comics. I'm not an avid comic reader, but there's a huge cult following there and they like people love the Superman dynamic in the comics. So yeah. it must work. In the films, they just haven't done it. Henry Cavill, don't get me wrong, he's a great Superman. And again, we digress. I think he's excellent. I think he's perfectly cast, and I think he's a great actor, and he's a good character actor um, for the nerds, King of the Nerds, sure, right? Yeah, he um, built his own PC. Yeah, but like, so back on Affleck, I think Affleck was superb. I think he's the best Batman we've had to I'm date. I'm aware you think this. <laughs> to <laughs> Tom date. disagrees, obviously. Yes. That's right. But oh. now, so back to sorry, the Batman with yeah. Rob Pat. There was obviously a lot of controversy around him being cast. Because people can't... And the same with Heath Ledger as the Joker. People couldn't look past that. They're like, Heath Ledger, the guy from 10 Things I Heard About You. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? This is fun. They, they want to see a 100 kilo dude who can bench press anything. Yeah. And be like, here we go. And, and Rob Pat's not that. Admittedly, it was... Yeah, because we that's how we measure Batman. Admittedly, we were yeah. all looking at the wrong angle. We're like, oh, Rob Pat, real weedy. Well, wrong angle? Because I don't think he's a good Batman. Rob Pattinson? Okay. No. We yeah, definitely yeah. have to get... I want to say one thing, which We're is, going this, is in. this is fun for me because We're still in the intro. Marcus has become me for this episode, which I'm is so, fine. so sorry. <laughs> fine. Oh my God. No, no, it's fine because I can see the giddiness building in you and I'm I like, you, I'm get, you, you have the keys to the butler pantry, but I do I'm going to go to Frank. Frank. Yeah, I liked sorry. this movie quite a bit. Francis. I didn't like it. No, you didn't. I didn't like it. I and wanted to. Jesus, you just slapped me in the face <laughs> after you <laughs> said that. <laughs> you idiot. Not even with his hands. <laughs> okay, cut that out. Uh, I just, honestly, it was boring, long-winded, and kind of weak. Like, ugh. Not, like, here's the thing. If I went in going, I'm going to watch Seven, I'd be like, yeah, this was kind of cool. Mm. I just think it was a, not, a, not as well done. Agreed. As like a murder mystery or mm. detective story. Mm. And as a superhero comic book movie, sh- oh, shit the bed, man. Get out of here. I mean, poop the bed, man. Nah, you swore. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my sugar the bed. Sugar the bed. Sugar the bed. Caster sugar is everywhere. Yeah. I just think it was like, I get it. It's early days of Batman. He's not going to be this big hulking superhero yet. Mm. He's still mm. like a you know depressed teen who's yeah. angsty. I get it. It just doesn't work, and he's like, and he's doing the voiceover, so it's like a hundred, it's like Watchmen, and he's like, well, it's noir. It, the whole point is, it's yeah, but who cares? <laughs> it's badly done noir. Can't right? argue with that. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Though it's like Robert Patton's there going, yeah, I'm, I'm vengeance, but I'm not really like, I'm not like strong vengeance. I'm like <laughs> doing my journal about vengeance. It's not. He's a millennial. It's Batman. not compelling. Yeah. I don't think he's compelling. I don't think the chemistry between the cast is compelling. Him and Zoe, like, don't seem to work together for me. It's a bit dry. I would say that the relationship's a bit dry there. A bit dry, yeah. And there's still fruit, like, you know. Yeah, it's, not, it's not quite at the moist stage, okay. but it's... Continue. Please continue. I don't Looking want at to the moist that. meter in the corner, <laughs> I can confirm. I just, yeah, I it's just not rating high. I had to throw the word. I'm glad we so bought let that, me, by let the me way. Say, let me say, I think Colin Farrell was great. I thought he was oh! entertaining. 
What do you are you know doing? What? Get yeah. that away from me. Oh. Yeah. Because he, I don't know, he's probably the wrong movie. It's a different movie than oh, Robert Pattinson he's and stuff. Perfect. But I was like, I liked him. I was like enjoying his performance and enjoying fun. that whole thing. We need a number. Oh, mine's eight. I didn't hate it, hate it. Okay. So. We're going with the fence again, aren't we? Five. 4.5 to five. Wow. So it's a high. That's it's a high basically like where you've sat for the last few. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I've been very middle ground to. On this uh, recently, in, you're in the last ground. couple of weeks, <laughs> you're a middle ground person. So. Um, okay. no. <laughs> sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. You're lovely. Well, look, I've, I've actually talked already a fair bit. So, so Marcus, yeah, what did so you think? We don't know. Very surprised. obviously hated this film. Yeah, I know. You're um, not, you're not no, God, I loved it. I really did. And this is a ten. <gasps> so, that, yeah, because I think it's it sang true to the source material and like. But you, you, just, you just said you don't read the comics. So how do you know? Because I... Here we I, go. Okay. Well, I grew up with Batman. Out of all the superheroes, the one I gravitated to, this was it. So I do have the background. I've, I've watched the entire animated series. I have read the comics. I did read comics as a kid. But I, I would never say, and I, would, I don't want to be a poser and say, I am a comic reader or I'm up to date because the comics span and they are, like, it's just immense. Um, it blows my First mind. First appeared in 1939. Yeah. So and then there's, you know, there's different there. versions Thanks of Frank. Batman. Yeah. There's different worlds. There's a whole thing. So... But I think that angsty Batman, year one Batman, this is he hit it, and it's like and the and the use of Kurt Cobain and and Nirvana's music in there as well was just it sat well with me. I didn't think it would. It first started playing, I was like, mm, I tensed up. I was like, oh, how's this gonna go? And it kind of worked. And yeah, I liked the sh- like the sugary makeup. I can't use the swear word. <laughs> The, sh- the bad makeup. This is you the bad makeup. The the, the running, his... like the running mascara. It like, looks like me in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't the, and you know, very intentionally sort of emo look, but also justified by saying, "Well, that's how Batman disguised his eyes behind the mask." And well, make, owning it is great. Yeah, you have sense. a shot where he takes the mask off, and you're like, "Oh, he just puts that on." Like, yeah, if you go into Val Kilmer, lean he into takes it. The, yes. He takes the cowl and then the off. Second, he takes it off. And suddenly, his face. Normal. And same with Michael Keaton. Yeah, you know, it's but, gone, and, and it's know. like, "Well, how were his eyes black? Like, yeah. what's up with that?" That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Colin Farrell was exceptional. Right, he's a lot of fun. There was a lot of gripe actually about, and I really want Chris to weigh in here. Yes. By the way, sorry, we'll get you soon, Chris. I want Chris to to weigh in. Um, sorry, so I'll shut up in a second. I am actually doing a Tom today. Um, <laughs> oh no, I know it's the horrible. worst thing you could. And do. the worst thing is, I have a lot to say. This is how it feels to be this douchey. <laughs> Um, but don't you feel a little bit giddy as well? I, I am. That's it. I'm, That's how I feel Marcus, all the in, time. In Marcus's defence, he has reason to be. This is the one film he's done it for and the one thing he's passionate about. Not that you're not passionate <laughs> about films, but you're every movie you're like, oh, my God. So oh, and, then, and then this thing happens and this person and this actor and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <"Pfft>, true. <laughs> just crapping all over it. There's that <laughs> again. Honestly. <laughs> I'm at that point can't in the day. argue with it, Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. I've lost Sorry. my vocab. Keep going, Marcus. Um, so, yes, Colin Farrell was exceptional. The, my... No, I'm going to leave this actually for the end because I, I need to have a gripe with this film and I do. So okay. I'll leave that for later. Um, Chris, producer Chris, please. I'm so curious. What are you thinking? No, I like it. I do like it. Okay. It does a lot. It's clearly the start of its own universe. There will mm. be more films in this. Mm-hmm. They have perhaps tried to put a little bit too much in. Okay. Um, there yep. was a lot they wanted to... Is that a set up and delve back into with the Maronis and the you know Falcone and so all So that's not a history. reflection upon the the um, time, like as in like being a three hour film that it is. 
it all adds to it yeah, being okay. that long. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it has to strike its own chord. It can't be the Nolan stuff. It can't mm. be the Affleck stuff. It has its own unique identity. Mm-hmm. Gotham is, again, a city. Jeez, it rains a lot and is nighttime a <laughs> yeah. lot there. But again, um, source material, like, it's miserable. It's yeah. like they're set in Alaska yeah. and, like, it's the 40 it's, days it's of night. It's Gomorrah. It's, like, the city of sin. It's... Yeah, that was right, right, Gamora. Frank, know. can you, as our biblical expert, <laughs> say it a little bit? I don't know what you're referencing. I was, I've never read the Bible, <laughs> but it was nice. Like little touches, like inside Wayne Tower, it's it's gothic inside mm. there, and mm. that's sort of the only place. Like the city itself is just a city, but little things like that. It's like that's nice. It mm. sets sets the world apart from other stuff that we've seen recently mm. in the Batman. Mm. And could, do you feel like it's an homage to Tim Burton? No, I don't either. Okay. No. I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Why well, I felt like it was Tim Burton's Batman's are again dark, rainy, and super gothic. Yeah, if you slap gothic on a clown, like it's yeah, like I'm it's, saying, yeah. He very this much this is a realistic take on it. Yeah, oh, that's what I felt. I was like, yeah, it's a little nod to Burton. That's what I, I thought. I think Burton's always got that more. Burton's a Goofy day glow edge. Yeah, to goofy. Him. Yes. Yeah. Which is like a, a little more. Whereas when the penguin in the Batman of Tim Burton, they're like, oh, you know, this guy, like in the comics, he's like a gangster and he's a big guy. And Tim Burton's like, no, he's a literal penguin. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. shit, who do we got? <laughs> Danny DeVito. Sugar. My Let's... word. Can you stop the cussing? I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> bloody sorry. Um, I think bloody kind of counts. May so. I <laughs> speak for once? I have a handful of things to say. Hurry up. Real quick. Context of Matt Reeves, because I think that's important. Matt Reeves directed uh, this directed movie. the TV series Felicity, yep. Sure. He also, he's done a lot of television, and but he's probably best known as the Planet of the Apes. Yes, he of, is, which uh, are exceptional. I've never seen them. I'm a little agnostic on Matt Reeves for not having my, seen My movies. advice Cloverfield. is them. Cloverfield was the next one I was going to bring up, which I think's aged incredibly well. And I think for a movie that when it came out was a little divisive, mm. if you have a look at the cinema score on mm. it, audiences really didn't, gravitate towards that film. Mm. It was sold as a different film to what it was. It's a remarkable found footage film. And it's really, really well done, I yeah. think. And he's, you know, sort of developed a style uh, of his own of taking certain, like, cities and certain milieus and very allow- much allowing them to, to, you know, help him tell his story in a way that I think he's brought to Gotham, which is really remarkable. I think he's got a great... Uh, cast, and I think he's got a great lot of people behind the scenes. Greg Frazier was the cinematographer here. He's actually a Melbourneite, so shout out to Greg Frazier. Uh, hey, baby, I hear the blues are coming. Yes, very, very <laughs> known as the bastard child of Kelsey Grammer's character from the TV show. Oh my God, that was such a Greg Frazier. That's a deep cut. Greg Ooh. Frazier actually won uh, uh, best cinematography for Dune last year. And so bringing in... June? 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 No, it was in July, sorry. Uh, And he won Best Cinematography for that. And he's brought a brilliant, uh, I think, visual flair to this movie as well. This is a movie that was budgeted at about 100 and... Can you help me out here, Frank? 120, 130 million? Uh, Budget, yeah, 185 to 200. 185? Yeah, but it came in at about 770 international. Uh, 100%. Yes. That's correct. $770 million internationally, which is pretty good. Almost four times as much. Not going to set the world on fire. You know, anything under a billion is going to be a disappointment for an IP from a comic book, but for one that's a complete revitalization with an emo, millennial, 
uh, Nirvana listening, X Robert Twilight. Pattinson, X Twilight guy yeah. who's obviously been redefining himself. The briefest of briefest of recaps on Robert Pattinson is since Twilight. He's been swinging hard left field and giving amazing performances. Incredible. I love Good Time. I think he's great in The Lost City mm-hmm. of Zed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really punches uh, in a direction. The Lighthouse. He's so good at mm. Lighthouse. Well, he just went. I've made Twilight five times, and then he goes, I'm going to make what I, I want to make. Do I don't need to make money for yes. one. Mm. He's like, cool. Let's make some interesting stuff. And you ever done. watch The Drover? No, I've yeah, heard it was with okay. um, with Guy Pierce, uh, Guy Pierce, yeah, yeah he's, film. the film itself a bit, you know, whatever. Sure. But two he, good performances. Oh for man, yeah. yeah. Robert Pattinson's an incredibly talented man. I think that he is given the role that's almost impossible to play with charisma or being remarkable because the point is that he's sort of this vapid character who needs the Batman mm-hmm. to exist and outside of it he doesn't know what he is. Yeah. He's sort of a leech on his own persona. Yep. But I think that he plays that quite well. I know you don't agree, Frank, but I quite liked Robert Pattinson in this. I thought he leaned into it and I shoulder to shoulder I would probably put him above Christian Bale. I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman very much. I would argue that Rob Pat is not the best Bruce Wayne, he's a much better Batman. He's, yes, but if he's, I had to choose between, but the two, he's not Bruce Wayne very much in the movie, which I he's think is not, the right choice. No. Whereas, whereas Affleck is killer Bruce Wayne. Uh, like uh, Bruce Wayne gone to seed, but yes, I agree. No, yeah, but different have, stages yeah. of their life. Like in Rob, in Rob Pat's defense, it's early Bruce Wayne. It's yeah. year two. He's just come back. Yeah, for a little bit of insight into the comics there was a year one Batman comics where they would go like here he is at 23 yep. and this one Matt Reeves was like I don't want to do the first year this is year two you see the diary basically yeah. him being like I've been doing this for 12 months yeah. which makes no sense just as a nitpick when he meets the guys in the subway and they're like who are you supposed to be and I'm like it's Batman it's <laughs> He's been, been a year it's been a year it's Batman this is yeah. their first day on the <laughs> job he's just been recruited put his face paint on that morning like oh god I can't wait to go beat someone up in a subway. <laughs> I sure hope a nocturnal animal dressed guy doesn't come out and like hand my ass to me. But they gotta feed him that line though. They so he can step out of the darkness. And that clunking of the boots. It's very well done. I liked that. I loved it too. I loved it too. Okay. I think the opening of this movie is amazing. I think with the Riddler killing the mayor and then everything after that with the shots of the city. I yeah. think the voiceover, it's very Rorschach, it's very Watchmen. We haven't obviously talked about a lot of the other characters either. We've been so very Rob Pat going focused. On. Let's go so, on to the Zoe Kravitz. Um, well, so, just, yeah, yeah okay, we, well, we're going to run out of time. We're actually well over time already. Um, no, so not. let's briefly touch on this. <laughs> we definitely are because we've still got a lot to cover. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. That's how time works. But that's how time works. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, you know, for, like, <laughs> we're preemptively out of forecast. Wait, let's talk let's about how out of time, time we are. <laughs> That'll fix let's it. Let's spend some more time on it. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I think, was great. Yes, agreed. Um, the scenes of her walking through yeah. the nightclub get memed, but for good reason. I still think Michelle Pfeiffer was the best Catwoman that ever was. I think I'd agree with that, yes. Um, but I think Zoe Kravitz did great. I think she matched Rob Pat and that energy. I think that was important. That lack of energy, absolutely. I would, I would agree God. that the romantic chemistry between them is pretty pretty mild and unnecessary. If I had a studio note, I'd be like, don't do it. Don't bother. Yeah, don't just make them two people that are just out for some sort of weird twisted vengeance. They don't need to be in love. They could just be pals. Just pals. It's like, hey, it's like Frank pal. has forgotten what it's like to be a, a troubled 
youth, like well, a like a Frank married Hawthorne Heights. I was listening. Nev- I hate Hawthorne Heights, mate. I was are... never, I was never a troubled teen. I just liked the emo music, so I dressed like it. But I was a happy, oh, so I was a happy a po- lad. He's a poser. He's a poser. <laughs> okay, that's, um, that's offensive. Amazing. No, but Zoe Kravitz and Rob Pat stand there, like, and they're just like. Oh, yeah, he's a teenager. <laughs> he's not. He's, <laughs> he's arrested. In year one, he's twenty three, so he's he's twenty four at this stage. He's yeah. in a state of arrested development. I know some twenty three year olds. Are hey, still like that's 16. the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, anyway, their energy was great. Colin Farrell, we've all established, was excellent. Best part of the film. Um, Very fun. However, Have we established that. Oh, Christopher, what do you think? Just doing an awful. Awful Robert De Niro impression. Okay. That's far point. too much makeup. I okay. I would say that is far definitely. Too much. I think it's, it's unnecessary. Ooh. Oh, but this is, and we've said this a few times on the podcast of people going, "That's the point. That's what he's doing." But I honestly think that's the point. I do. I don't think he was trying to do a great. <laughs> I think he was like, "What if I am." Every stereotype to do with an Italian mobster. Yeah. And so every time they talk to me. And you're like, what's up with this character? And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? You're like, I think I get this But do you know, he, he could have sooner been sold as Falcone in that respect. Like, yeah. he didn't have to be the Penguin yeah. as that. So that that is actually my gripe, which I was going to bring up. But that like, he should have been Falcone. I, I'm still waiting for the comic accurate depiction of... But he wasn't... The Sorry. Penguin. We haven't but seen it yet. He wasn't the Penguin to begin with. He was just Oz. Right? No, but just like... The character, also, just the, the Penguin... Oz... World something Cobblepot. stupid. Cobblepot. Yeah, Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. Great name. But he's like, he's short in stature. His penguin like features. He's not actually got webbed fingers though. Thank you, Danny DeVito. But like, <laughs> he's also, Thank you he's also got a monocle and he's English. Like he's a proper cockney But why geezer. is that guy living in Gotham? That doesn't make because sense. Because it's a comic book. And Gotham book. traditionally but, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but let's throw back. This isn't a comic book film. This isn't This isn't one of those films. This is set in so the you're real that, world. So, so you're, you're saying that a, a city can't have someone nah. living in it that's not from somewhere no, else in the world? You, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're... <laughs> You're contradicting yourself. If you I'm want like not. A... <laughs> Four men from Tasmania sitting in Melbourne. Nah, what the fuck? I don't know if that's, that's how not they what I'm do saying. it overseas. That's not my point. My point is, is this said in realism, but you want this old English gentleman wearing a monocle? He's an immigrant. And I think okay. an immigrant would fit well into that city. But is he going to be wearing a monocle and have webbed feet? Not necessarily. I'm not asking for that necessarily. That's, I, I'm you, wanted comic for... book, you just said comic book accurate. I think, I think the Here we go. monocles are... Probably a touch over the web feet are probably worse. Yeah, no, he doesn't have one anyway. I think everything's relative in comic book movies. You're just arguing for the sake of arguing now. No, um, it's a real point. I think that in comic book movies, when you're going for the more realistic form of it, you're still going to end up in ways where it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense, but like, let's go ahead with it. Here's my biggest issue with this movie as far as it goes as a comic book film that needs this to happen for the plot. Hmm. It's like Batman is, we haven't talked about the Riddler yet, by the way, but we'll get to that. Batman is trying to uh, uncover a plot and he's really deep into it. Yeah. It's really like intricate. And the plot is that there's corruption. In a, in and in that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, get city. the fuck out of here. Oh. Like, oh. 
Casamita's get, come on. Off. Get the bloody no. heckin' fallen. But is this a detective Batman story? Because he's not a very good detective. I think he's. I think it's fun watching his process, and I think it's fun That's that there are riddles where he gets to be like thumb drive. I thought of it. Thumb drive. <laughs> I said it first. I said <laughs> it first. No one else said it. His process uh, where he gives the puzzle to Alfred, and yes. Alfred does it. Alfred for him. does it, and he's like, "Thank you, Alfred. I just didn't know that one." Um. <laughs> I uh... three across. Three across. <laughs> <laughs> a word for feline. <laughs> Help me. Bat is it bat? Is it bat? <laughs> I uh, I really I enjoyed the process while finding a lot of the risks, especially with that one where it's like thumb drive. So they go down to the car and they find a thumb connected to a USB, and it's like they would have found that anyway. Like they're gonna sweep the the garage. It's not like they're not gonna find it. But I just, yeah, I, I think that there's a the, lot of... The cops are notoriously corrupt within the city, so there's a trust issue yes. for one. So he's not going to be handy. But still, it's like every step of the way, he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Are things not how they appear in Gotham? And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little... Should, haven't you watched off, the previous they're movies? A little, yeah, they're a know. little corrupt. So, um, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, I think, is really good. Yep. Oh, Portano's is good in everything he's he is. done. I would agree is. with that as well. I think and he's, he's very fabulous. intense. He's very into his craft. Best actor of his generation that hasn't been nominated for an Oscar, mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Should have been nominated for Little, Little Miss, Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. Should have been nominated for There Will Be Blood. He was amazing uh, in that movie. Is that my boy? <laughs> I've my child. I've had my child. I That's not his line. That's not his line. So far, we're not going to Okay, so what does Paul Dano say? Daniel, stop bullying me, Daniel. Like that's him. Anyway, um, Paul Dano as a riddler was excellent. He was creepy. He was great. He was just everything. Was we everything wanted. you need. And it's again, okay. So I'm contradicting myself now because I think that he wasn't obviously Riddler comic book accurate. Very and I was modern. kind of I was still waiting for that because you're waiting for the green question mark suit and the, no, uh, the yeah little bit. I was highlights. thinking like how are they going to do this? And then <laughs> I was kind of like, no, I'm kind of happier they went with this path actually. Whereas the Penguin, I still want to see. A cockney geezer, you know, who can't really fight his own fights, right. handling the mob and having that power, that authority still. Mm. Whereas, you know, who they originally cast as the Riddler? Adam Sandler. Actually, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no, well, I mean, you that... gotta solve this real bit, man. You better stop. You shut Don't you dare! Adam Sandler's one of the all-time greats. Him playing a cool guitar. Do you want to know what I've done? Uncut charm. This is ten minutes long. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was, was great. he was great. He was great. He was great. What else? I think Andy Circus was a good Alfred. Like he's yeah, Alfred's fine. a whole thing. That's why they fine. gave him. He doesn't get much to do. No, but he's, but he's got a but whole history Paul that Dano. I touch on. I think no, Paul Dano nailed it. Paul Dano gets the funniest laugh line in the movie for me for a movie that's not very funny and doesn't need to be. But you know when Batman originally goes back to uh, the Riddler's hideout and finds his videos that he's been sending to his subscribers, which, of course, there's this whole rabbit hole of, like, Reddit and incels and online hate and all this sort of stuff. But he finds the videos that are different to the ones that he's been releasing to the public. And those videos start with the Riddler just, like, pressing the space bar and going, hey, guys, um... Thanks for subscribing. And just like, it's just yeah. like any YouTuber yeah, yeah. just like talking to his fan base of like 17 but it's people. But kind of, it's reflective of what's happening now. Currently. It's very much like if you look that. at the hackers that are all it of a sudden going, 
oh, I can do this. Yeah, and people like angry young men on the internet who yeah. don't understand why they can't have things the way they want them to and, yeah. and find themselves in the, the worst positions online and they, they mob up. And it's, it's, it's well written, I think. I think in that way it's, it's cool for it to be more reflective. We are um, talking about Batman. And <laughs> I didn't like the ending very much. It's too long. And once they finally caught um, the Riddler, which, by the way, is done in a beautiful shot that's a callback to an Edward Hopper painting called The Nighthawk when he's in the diner. And that's mm. such a beautiful yeah, moment. beautiful and visual, but, like... Doesn't why? mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Oh, there's some argument there, I think, what definitely. was his end goal? He thought that he was going to bring chaos to Gotham in a way that would illustrate how easily the corruption could result in something biblical, as Frank will tell you, it's a very, very rich text, uh, that could lead to things like... Insert Frank here. But I feel like... So is that not different to what the Joker wanted in... The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Is, is it any different? Watch well burn. Kind like, of, but like more for people to be held accountable. I'm not saying I would not go to bat for the Riddler's like ideas or reasons, and especially his final thing where it's like, and so... The city will flood. And it's like, what? What's going to happen? It's, it's like, like, that's the last part of the movie. And his followers... The city's going to flood. His, like, his, right. his internet followers, you know, sort of... Shot they do his bidding. And that, that works, yeah. I guess. But you're like, yeah. you're just in prison and you're... Is there a riddle to solve this? Yeah. Like, no oh, oh, it's inescapable. Oh, well, but you're the you're Riddler. The Riddler. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, the, the Riddler's MO is that there's always... Like, he, he tries to design... He tries to design his traps where it's almost impossible but not impossible to solve. So it's like setting you up for failure to prove that he is smarter than everyone else. That's his whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that got a bit lost, possibly. Yeah. I think it could be a very successful film if he's caught and Batman, because I think it's a powerful scene between Batman and Robert Pattinson, Paul Dano, where Paul Dano's like, you know, it's that flip scene of... Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. Mm. Heath Ledger's like, you know, you complete me. And he's like really sort of doing that. But he knows that that he's really going to have to work to win over him and he might not. Yeah. Whereas Paul Dano's like, you and I are buddies. You know that, right? And he's like, not at all, man. Like, you have misread this. <laughs> yeah, and Paul yeah. Dano is, yeah, yeah. is devastated. No, he's like, no, what? No. We're not friends? And then the bit way. where it like almost seems like he knows, where he's like, and of course, Bruce Wayne. And Rob Pattinson's like, oh. And he's like, I didn't get him. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. whew. <laughs> like, uh, he doesn't know who um, I am. Yeah. Now, because we are genuinely running out of time, because I did get a little little tippity-tap. Who from? Um, from someone in the room. <laughs> Producer Chris. I don't have a what. <laughs> <laughs> Made it more arrogant when you did that too. Um, <laughs> no, can, we, can we please just talk about Barry, is it Keegan? Barry Keegan. Barry I Keegan. don't think it was a necessary scene. I think it was weird. I, yeah. yeah, I disagree. And I, yeah, no, oh. sorry. I no, I no. What? I entirely agree. Yeah, that's the opposite. Of I, what forgot, you said, I forgot. What words I mean. forgot what I thought it was. I meant. was like, get out of here, Barry Keegan. And also, <laughs> I didn't know who it was. You obviously oh, here's the Joker, but it's like, get, stop with the Joker. I didn't think stop there was necessary. It. I think Batman is not Batman without his. It's the yin and yang aspect of those two. That's so important. Uh, I disagree. This was my problem. He with has forty five thousand. Oh, other oh. like okay. They made a Joker film, but yeah. they stuck Wayne stuff in it. Like, go away. Just let the but, Joker have a film by himself. Yeah. This is this is the 
it's but that on I mean, a that's... smaller scale. But this one's like you you don't need to inject the Joker into this. We oh. know we're all aware of the. And yeah, universe. I think it's in your face. I'd and agree. there are so many other bad guys you could go with for a three-hour film. I get don't that. And we've had the Joker so many times. Yes. I'm not justifying why he was in this film. I think it was wrong. I don't think it needed to be there. I'm just saying. My, I'm defending the point of they are yin and yang. The whole point of Batman and the Joker, in particular, are they are mm. the full cycle. The other villains come through in the comics, in the animated series, whatever. But yeah, but also we're at year two Batman, as we've, we've established. Yeah, we give him three time. or four years. Give him, give him a couple of movies, Agreed. and then the Joker comes Agreed. in. Yeah. And because then, then you have Gotham stewing. Yeah, do you know what? All these people in history. It would have been nicer. Say they do this as a trilogy, which I think they're aiming for. Yeah. Add that right at the end of the third one and just leave it hanging. Well, they are. They've got two movies coming now because of the success of it. They've got the yeah, Penguin yeah. TV show and another spin-off show. Oh, they're not doing that. They're doing that. Why would they do I don't think they're doing it. They're not going to watch it. They're doing it all sorry, IP is run amok. But um, if, if Barry sat at the end of the third film and people were like, wow, we finally saw him. It's like, the that's it. They don't give Did you guys anymore. see the deleted scene of him and... Because there is that out there, the deleted scene of Robert Pattinson, Barry Keegan, where he comes and interrogates him. And it's, uh, yes, it's I have seen quite it. bad. And it is very much like, oh, this doesn't belong in the film and it was good they cut it. So yeah. given yeah. what they could have included and what they went with more sparingly, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, at least they only had that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But it still felt very unnecessary. Um, the makeup was interesting. It was... It was a very interesting take on the Joker. Obviously, he has split personalities and there's different variations of the Joker. Sure. So We're obsessed with him as a culture. And to the point, like, yeah. I'm not saying everyone in this... Like, people, the industry that churns out this shit thinks we're obsessed with the Joker. And he is ultimately such a vapid character. You're going to have point. fun beeping out this So episode. sorry. I'll try. He's so vapid Beep. as a character as like, well, what if society is bad? Mm. But it's all a joke, and it's like, well, that sounds—it's not a joke. So tired yeah. <laughs> at this point. I'm so over that, and I think it could have ended at Heath Ledger, and we would have all been fine. And it's just—it's been beaten to death at this point. I liked the movie still. Last thing I want to say before I sign off is that uh, Ben Affleck's fight scene in Batman vs Superman in the warehouse is the greatest Batman fight scene. Of all time, you mean the one where he murders a bunch of people? Murders everyone. Okay, cool. He just—it's where he's got the just the Gatling gun. We hear the thumping and the wailing of every bad guy he comes across. It's so well choreographed and beautiful, and I would watch it over and over again on repeat. Can I, can I ask you? You gave this a ten. Mm-hmm. What would have made it an eleven? Oh, that's a great question, Quiz. Like Chris. <sighs> I called you Quiz. Quiz. Sorry, that's your birth name, Quiz. Um, <laughs> but I will go back to Chris. We got to beep that. No one. Uh, <laughs> I think cutting down the time for one. I think it didn't need to be that long. We haven't but, talked about that enough, but it's too. No, long. it is. It is so very long. long, and like I enjoyed it thoroughly, and it was still too long. Um, two, I think. Yes, Colin Farrell. His character work was exceptional. Um, it wasn't the Penguin I expected, mm-hmm. and. I've been holding on to that. I think I want. I still want a different version of the Penguin. I don't think that was right. I think that's the one that didn't sit with me right. Although, kudos to him, great performance. Sure. I want to share my one story of seeing this in cinemas back at the start of the year, and then we'll do our what we like, what we did. Oh, and the and car everything. scene, the car chase. Yeah, you like that. Movie. That was oh. going to be my love point. I, when that's sorry, I'm going to leave it. I'll leave that. Leave that. All right. <laughs> I went to see this at cinemas with uh, my mate and he and I were watching it and like the movie was getting into the two hour mark and a guy up the back several times over the course of a few minutes started going part six <laughs> like the movie kept going he goes yeah. 
part six. <laughs> and he yelled it like three or four times and then he stopped. And we got out and like it bugged me because I was just kind of like waiting for him to say it again and I was trying to pay attention to the movie. And we got out and I turned to Kelly, my mate who I watched it with, and I was like, that guy was so annoying. Like, oh, he thought he was being so funny, like yelling out part six because the movie's so long. Like it wasn't funny. And Kelly goes, no, he was yelling out bum sex. And I went, oh, that's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately I was like, no, 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 that's a good bit. (laughs) That's very different. That's that's different. Funny. In my mind, I was like, wouldn't he say part seven? Yeah. I mean, part eight. Yeah. Like, yes. he oh, yeah, going? he just like he can't is listing. Count? But no, he for some reason <laughs> needed to yell bum sex four times. Interesting, uh, Interesting <laughs> critique yes. of the film. All right, yeah. I guess I'll jump in very quick with what I disliked, even though I gave this an eight. It is too long, and I think a lot of the bits... We didn't even talk about John Turturro. He's amazing in this, but mm, we've got it was great. Of course. He's very good. Um, and Jeffrey Wright. I think that it's too long. I think it still has a lot of the tendencies of Batman films, which is to take itself so seriously, you kind of do end up just kind of straining a muscle just to not roll your eyes at it. Um, And it was... Like, the plot elements of, like, Zoe Kravitz being John Turturro's daughter and, like, stuff like that, I just found there are comic book elements that are unnecessary to make that connection, such as, as Frank... Well, that that bothered me, too. Yes, and such as Frank pointed out, the need for Batman and Catwoman to be... If you're going to have a sexual dynamic, make it more compelling... It's uh, to me. It didn't work in the Dark Knight Rises at all. I mean, that's not even his love interest. And I don't think it was. No, they're always like the love, the frenemies. Sort of, we sleep together, but we also are like against each other. And I don't think that carried off here well. I think this movie could work very well without any romantic need there, and just them being that way. But yeah, so there are plot. I don't think Catwoman needed to be in it. I think she was. Uh, I think no, I think she was pretty good, but I think the the romantic side of it and the uh, the whole sure. idea of her with John Turturro it just didn't flow with me. Then again, their scenes together were very good. That's my thing. Oh cool. God, I'm done. <laughs> Chris, uh, yes, like I'm not a car guy, but to actually get a Batmobile that is just a Ford beast muscles. of a car, it's not oh, a tank, it's broom, not broom. some sort of you know elongated. Yeah. thing it's just this car and just has a wonderful sound yeah, yeah. that was that was and nice. there was no music it was just dark car chasing yeah quick shots and the bit where editing. Colin Farrell like goes through the fire flips crashes lands upside down and he starts laughing he's like got I got you I got you and then <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, of course, there he is. It's the Batman. (laughs) You can't kill him. And the slow motion walk upside down. Yeah, amazing. Iconic for a reason. It's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Frank, well, I what said did I you actually it. like? Well, though. I like the Have you moved it. your rating? I haven't. Mine sticks at it. I actually, I haven't thrown anything in ever. I think I could almost bump it to an 8.5. Listening Marcus talk about it, watching him get giddy. He's been playing footsies with me the whole time that we've been doing this. I could bump it to an 8.5. I really did enjoy this. Well, didn't you, you were on a 7 already. I was on an 8. That's what so I'd, I'd go to 8.5. That, oh, is that what you said? <laughs> go on, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the pal and I'm gonna move it to a to a like. I was five point five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was at least a seven. Yeah, oh, seven. What? Yeah, that's, you a, got that's a big. Jump. I don't know. He's throwing in the pal. Oh my god. He's throwing <sighs> the pal. He, he's not stopping. Pal's too big. Stop, Frank. Right, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> All right. And for, lastly, Marcus, the fanboy. So, no, well, I, so I, I sort of answered it for Chris. Um, they, I think they were my gripes. I just think that. Uh, yeah, the penguin could have probably been a different version. British, but it's 
Yeah. No, I, I don't want to see it. I'm not backing yeah. down from that point. You, I just, one day it'll happen. I just want to see a comic book <laughs> style depiction of that. Because this, this literally was just like, uh, Colin, he runs a gang and he's like, oh, cool, I'm just going to give my gang leader take on whatever. Like, it was very generic I in terms it, of... But I understand. But it was great. Like, it was a good take. It was yeah. just generic. Imagine Michael Caine gets a call and they're like, we're making another Batman. He's like, I'm not doing Alfred again. They're like, no, 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 Penguin. Yeah. And Michael Caine comes out, hello. Yeah. Oh, no, Penguin, aren't I? And this is Michael Caine, apparently. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's, shaky. It's close. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the car chase because of the how dark it was as I well. didn't. I didn't enjoy the car chase. Oh, okay. say. I thought it was far too difficult to follow. That's a good note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Do we... I've thrown in the power. You've so thrown in the power. I've, I've added a 0.5. You're at a 10, Marcus. Yeah. Chris so is taking his pants off. Chris, what are you... I like it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, cool. But that so doesn't explain why... No, sorry. Please <laughs> watch the film if you haven't. Uh, if you're a Batman fan, absolutely do. What, are you pitching the film? I am, because I want to... people no, to see this film. No, that's enough. If people right, if you want to watch this, this film, this it's a Batman movie, and it's got a character in it called Batman. Jason? Catwoman. All right, this has been Throwing the Power. Okay. I've been Frank. I have two, but I'm Tom. I'm Chris. Now I'm Marcus. And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the power.